I want to welcome you to the Pantheon of M. I'm your host, Ray Schoonberg. I'll be joined by my co-host, Evie, very shortly. But just before we begin, I want to say a shout-out to some of our listeners, especially those in Sao Paulo, Brazil. So I want to say hello, uh, happy holidays, and we want to wish you good health. That's Ronnie and Aria listening on the show right now. Also, some of our local friends, uh, my boss, especially, who's listening to the show. Uh, we'll say hello to you, and um, working very hard, as always. But anyways... As we begin, we're doing this little little tidbit because I'll, I'll be joined by my partner, Evie, very soon with some clerical cleanups, some errors and omissions and it made, that, were that I found I made mistakes in the show. Uh, starting with Jeffrey Wright's character who played the CIA agent Felix Leiter. I couldn't remember his name, his character's name. Uh, Wright's played the character three times, which is the most than any other actors played the character. Anyways, Felix was the character who ended up being Bond's best friend. And... Um, He's made appearances, 10 appearances in 10 films, starting back as far back as the beginning with Dr. No. Uh, uh, Jack Lore from Hawaii Five-O played the character. Uh, David Hedison, who's played the character twice uh, at the time, would be the most. Uh, Live and Let Die, and then License to Kill with Timothy Dalton. Uh, Dalton's character, his demise in that one is eerily uh, similar to that of No Time to Die, which is why I personally clued into the film because I remember that film, that his character's demise in that movie, it is very, very similar to that of this movie that we're about to review. Also the f to the fact that Leiter has also had some issues with fish. I, I think his foot and his hand got bitten by a fish uh, in, in another film or been attacked by a fish. And uh, yes, and he's been like, or, or basically as I say, a shark. And he's been... Uh, attacked um, in other ways too. So, like, just to kind of give you a heads up of the character, uh, he was always destined to not to have a good life, <laughs> even though he's Bond's best friend. Some similarities that I picked up on, including besides the Lightner character and uh, David Hedison's version of Lighten, Lighter, uh, marking that of Jeffrey Wright, was the fact that besides it being uh, No Time to Die being uh, the third film for uh, Wright. It's also the 25th film of James Bond series, matching that of the MCU. Uh, the MCU's 25th film was Shang-Chi and the Ten, Ten Rings, uh, both of which these films have released in the fall of 2021. Uh, what makes this also interesting is that when um, the, Daniel Craig took over the role of James Bond in, the, in 2008, he, it started two months before the release of Iron Man. Uh, Craig, whose tenure as James Bond is the longest ever, 15 years. Because of the, the delay, the, the year delay of James Bond, he is now the longest running uh, James Bond uh, actor to play the role. Uh, also, as of this fall of 2021, uh, Bond and the MCU have tied in the number of releases of its franchise films, 25. So that's something else. And since Craig started the role, in the year of the MCU, uh, it you know became something with Iron Man. Uh, they both have the same almost longevity, if you put it in that sense. So, 15 years, uh, both have seen uh, amazing success. Uh, MCU has kind of skyrocketed, but both are literally tied in many regards. So, and are, are I think are the only franchises with this kind of record numbers. I think to date, no other film has this much success. Uh, in terms of a franchise number, uh, theatrically speaking, you know, MC, the MCU will will surpass it uh, as of the release of no, uh, Far From Home with Spider-Man. 
being the 26th film, because, though it is Sony, uh, it will surpass Bond uh, before the year's out. Uh, with that, let us begin our review of No Time to Die with my partner, Evie. Why would I betray you? We all have our secrets. We just didn't get to yours yet. What was going through your mind watching this entire film? Um, how good is that? Daniel Craig as an actor mm -hmm. in the very last movie, you know, knowing that Daniel Craig has to speak of as his performance, you know, um, he's got to be the best in this one. Is he not? Is he the best? You know, uh, if he's not, that's going to um, mess up um, James Bond forever for me. That's okay. what I was thinking, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. he's got to He's got to hold up. He's going to bring his know. A game into, the, into this. Movie. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. No, that's okay. That's good. That's good. Um, yes. I, I, I feel the same way too. I, I knew this was his last one. I didn't know if they were going to acknowledge that, like this was going to be a definitive ending to the, mm -hmm. uh, this version of Bond. Uh, right. They do that. Uh, they do that, giving it real stakes. Uh, Saffron, who is uh, the Remy Malik character, he kind of tells you why he's doing what he's doing. From beginning to end, it's all about Spectre. The whole, they actually give it a conclusion. It's always been Spectre uh, and Stavos yeah. behind the seat, Blofeld, all this, all this time. They finally give you closure with that. And they do it in yeah. a very specific way with the Saffron right. character, uh, and and you know I don't know I don't know if that it was satisfactory, but they do give it a finality with the enemy that's always been all these heads, yeah, and um, so it's it may not be the one you you want, but it's the what you need to close off the the series properly to give well, it a finality. Okay. Uh, I also think that um, it's. Do you think this is a question that, that actually I thought about this to uh, because we know this is his last movie as Bond, and uh, Lashana Lynch, who is the new 007 in this one, you know, mm -hmm. do you think she will be the new Bond going forward? Do you think they made it clear that because she's she i mean because he's this is a movie where he's been retired for five years he comes back and mm -hmm. they gave her they gave her the 007 moniker i mean this is not a secret this is this was given to you in mm -hmm. in the trailer so um do you see her being carrying the, the mantle of the new 007 or do you think if they decide to do the next bond it'll be completely revamped and a whole new bond taken over hmm. yeah i guess they want him like to be that's it that's it for him you know mm -hmm. um i don't know i'd i have to see how how she carries everything you know i'll i'll um give her like a shot of of the last movie do you think they did sorry do you think they gave her a way that do they give her enough shine in this movie i i i my opinion of this is no i don't think she'll the way it She's more of a secondary character, not uh, right. They don't give a spotlight right. on her. You last time we saw her character, like the actress, she mm. was in Captain Marvel. You know, she played uh right, she was the best friend, you know. Mm. She had a bit part, though her character's important. Okay. In here, 
she, again, she's a background character. I mean, when she's on, she's on. Right. But she's, okay. she's in the she's in the shadows. I don't know. Like I I just don't know. It it would be nice to have a female bond. Uh it's progressive yeah. in thinking. Um you know, how, what do you think about the 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 women the, the bond women in this movie? Considering we're now in a very self-aware progressive uh world, the the traditional bond girls, this is not this. We don't get the traditional bond girls here. No, we don't. Identif can you identify what the bond girl is now and what's your thoughts on that she's smart mm -hmm. you know she's less of being a person who's used you mm -hmm. know um she's not dumb she's very um you know she's smart you know and she drives as well i hope that this new bond you know not dumb Mm -hmm. um, because she's the next James Bond. I want to see her in a better light rather than she was in the past. And and, and about the Bond women, like, okay, we have Anna de Armas. Um, she's the girl from Cuba. She had the nice dress, dinner dress on, the black dress. You have uh, Madeline. You have um, Lashana, you know, like, uh, like the Bond woman here, like whenever, like when he's in Cuba, his first instinct is like, oh, you're here to seduce. And they, they cut him short. They, yeah. they tell him straight, you know, like, no, I'm here for this is this is work, you know. Uh, mm. And I think uh, they make him the butt, butt of the jokes. But I think uh, Daniel Craig takes it with a great deal of like brevity and humor and dignity, mm -hmm. like not, not dignity, but like he allows himself to be the butt of the joke for the, to, to, to showcase women in this one. Mm hmm. It's being strong. Uh, Anna, Anna de Armas is probably the, the most quintessential, uh, most the most action sequence uh, character in this movie, my, in my personal opinion. The scene mm -hmm. where then Cuba filling in for Felix, uh, even though she's wearing that nice, like really uh, you know, attractive and sultry uh, mm -hmm. outfit nightdress, she has some of the most amazing fight sequences and action sequences in the film. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's extraordinary. Lashana um, Lynch has an amazing gun sequence shortly thereafter. Um, but how are, how do you look at these women now, how they're portrayed in the Bond movies? Um, now, I think that, um, you know, that these, that these Bond figures have to represent, you know, as nobody stupid, she can be beautiful, but you know, but but she's got to represent, mm -hmm. or else the whole bond thing is just done for me. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. No, I, I agree. I think yeah, and that's and that's the new wave. That's the new. Uh, yeah, it's mm -hmm. not. We're not in the cave. We're not. We're not in the nineteen sixties Cold right. War. Um, you know. Uh, you know, women are like. Yeah, you're right. They're. They're, they have to be in the forefront. They have to be leaders. You yeah. Know? So no, I agree. Um, okay, and let's. Uh, and how would you rate this movie? This movie, mm -hmm. I would say an um, eight, maybe. All right. You know, special effects were good. What special um, effects in this case? What, what I don't know. All of the driving. Mm -hmm. All of the driving, right? Right. So yeah, you know, I, I, I want to see some special effects 
I'm still upset <laughs> about that, you know, she's got to represent or else. Okay. Uh, I give this movie a, a seven and a half. I thought it was maybe uh, a half hour too long. I think they could have cut it down. Uh, it's interesting. They have, for the first time in, in Bond history, you actually have a child uh, involved in a very serious action sequence, which is kind of thrilling. It's scary. You, yeah, you're right. You know, uh, you, you do feel for the child because the stakes are kind of high and dangerous. So there is something, yeah. um, you know, I mean, I mean, I'm not a parent, but like as someone who can empathize with something like, like that, that was, um, yeah, that was something else. They, they, it's something they don't, it's something they don't normally include. And it's sort of interesting that they went there in, in that sense. Um, mm -hmm. the, the movie is bundled up into various little uh, subcategories. I mean, there's a very long cold open before we get to the opening credits. This is the first mm -hmm. time, you know, we don't see blood in the barrel shot. You know, when they have the open sequence and then they shake with the, the gunshot, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. blood drips. There's no blood dripping in in this sequence. Is this just the um, the, the Bond mm -hmm. sequence? Um, it starts off with him in Jamaica. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Fleming's like Ian Fleming is is known for being in love with Jamaica. And the the cold open. That's where you saw all the action sequences before we get mm -hmm. to the credits. This what yeah. you're leading to before the motorcycle scene. The scenes that we see in the trailers. Before the, the pandemic kicked in, where they have they're shooting the gun, there's a Gatling gun mm. in the 360. All the really cool thing when he's jumping off the edge of the of the, the, the bridge, that's all mm. in the cold open. So everything you're seeing that's that was in the trailers are actually in the opening before the credits roll. Um, okay. that's that's some of the most exciting stuff in the movies, the open and the cold open. Uh, okay. how you know, and that story is about trust about madeline and how mm -hmm. much he can trust madeline and it also introduces us to vespa it mm -hmm. because his the person who he gave his heart to he fell in love with was vespa back at casino royale yeah and then the sequence where he visits the gray her grave and mm -hmm. again specter's there you know specter has mm -hmm. always been there the one that betrays him is the one he has never let go of you know and now of course now he's married to madeline like there's a love story there and when uh here in the car you know he's he, you see his face they're shooting they're shooting the car like and the bullets are getting are penetrating are getting closer into the glass and yeah she's screaming right. because you know he, he um uh, he thinks she's betrayed him mm -hmm. and he, he's just he's, he's just standing there looking at her and, 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 and then he goes okay and that's when he starts to shoot shoot back you know so okay he, he yeah, finally yeah, believes her at that certain mm -hmm. point but then yet they go back and forward with the trust issue. So I don't think it's necessarily mm. so straight, so cut and dry. But like, so what, what are your thoughts with that? Yeah, um, trust is huge in relationships, right? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I can see why this movie is ha important. You know, like, you know, so he's, he's got to have a responsibility now. James, you gave up everything for her. When her secret finds its way out, it'll be the death of you. What is it? You don't know what this is. James Bond. License to kill. History of violence. 
could be speaking to my own reflection. Only your skills die with your body. Mine will survive long after I'm gone. History isn't kind to men who play God. So let's get into the email bag. Buford, mailbag song, hit it! Letters. I get letters. So many letters. And I, I'll start off first. It's from, okay, I got it from the Austin Chronicle, Richard Whitaker. And he writes, sorry, Craig's becoming to Bond is what Peter Capali was to Doctor Who. All brave promise of grit and innovation finally swallowed were by scripts that were uh, made too silly and made too silly. So what he's saying, I, I think he wrote this kind of weird, but he, what he's saying is that how Peter Capali uh, is the Doctor Who, everyone had really high hopes or they're hanging their hats and had, had expectations for uh, what uh, you know Craig brought to Bond. I mean, he was the next Bond since... Uh, as gritty and as down to earth and as realistic as Sean Connery was, uh, as emotional as George Lazenby was, Lazenby's character was the most emotional Bond, um, you know, and the most tragic Bond. Bob, uh, Connery brought more of a grit to it, a more down to earth realism to him, and Daniel Craig was able to merge the best of all of those, you know, the best qualities of that. Um, you know, and and even though the script was, he's saying the script of this movie was very uh, muddled and a little contrived. Uh, it is uh, Craig is the best thing about this movie. The next one is from a Chicago Times writer, Richard Roper from Roper and Ebert back in the day. He writes okay. down Daniel Craig's final moments of Bond ranks among the most moving sequences in history of this franchise, which has long favored the, fr the fantastic and the eye-popping in favor of genuine emotional stakes. Yes, uh, the end is truly uh, Daniel Craig's swan song. Uh, no other Bond character has been given this much attention to, and, uh, and it's been unjustly. Um, you know, there's a sequence in Connery's last Bond where it kind of hints that this would be his last one. Uh, okay. Roger Moore has given the same kind of idea uh, that this was when he when it came to his last one. Uh, but Craig was was given the uh, carte blanche to really go out in a way that's definitive and and heartfelt. And I think uh, okay. Roper was dead on when he says that the picture isn't merely overstuffed; it is detrimentally overstuffed. Daniel Craig's richly layered performance in No Time to Die just might attract Oscar's attention. I've always liked um, Sean Connery for some mm -hmm. reason. Mm -hmm. You know, I I really liked, liked him as an actor, you know. I don't know. And um, yeah, he's just my favorite for some reason. If you, were, if you read the books that Ian Fleming wrote, uh, it said... Uh, that Daniel Craig is pretty much the closest thing to the written page version of uh, oh. James Bond. Um, oh, that's what that was given. Uh, some of the producers from the original, I forgot her name, uh, mm -hmm. the, the producers of the original Bond movies uh, said that, that Craig is as close as you can to the written oh. page of Ian Fleming's version of it than oh. Connery. Though, but then, but Connery is the iconic version you go to Bond. Mm -hmm. yeah. If you had to pair this movie with another movie that would balance us out, what would, what would be the other film that you'd recommend? Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, 
um, within the Sean Connery. No, I'm, ta- um, I'm talking about this movie specifically. So, like this movie specific. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. But this movie, I don't know. They, j- yeah. Okay. So with this movie, wow. I don't know. I don't know. Um, for this movie, I don't know, man. I don't know. Quick. That's like a. Yeah, I don't think that anybody could. I don't know. Anyway. No, you know what? Because I didn't have an answer either. I have nothing to give you either. So there you go. Oh. <laughs> it's it's a unique, oh. uh, it, because of where this, how this movie uh, goes. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a first. Um, so yeah, I can see that. But I don't know. Bond, I want to see Bond still. <laughs> you know, the, anyway. Yeah, I'll have to, I'll probably watch it again just mm-hmm. to figure out what's going on. Okay, well that brings me to my next question. What is it like what brings Bond out of retirement? Like what is it that is that brings him out of where he is? Like, you know, like if you had to explain to somebody like what this movie's about, like without giving mm-hmm. away the ending, because the ending we can't even go near. Mm-hmm. So what is the purpose of this movie? What's the purpose of this bond? Yeah. I think that he just wants, you know, he wants to settle down. Mm-hmm. That's what I think, you know. Yeah, you know, although, yeah, so he's no longer a playboy by the end of the movie. So, yeah, that's just what I think. <laughs> I'm still I'm still working on what I think, but, yeah, I guess um, by, by the um, end of everything, he's got to man up. You know, because there's a lot at stake. Okay. And that's what I think. Yeah. I I, I have a different take on that. I, I don't think ever oh. in any of the five, he's done five films. Is it five he's done in the last 15 years? Something like that? A couple of them. Yeah. Cause well, he's this, what? Yeah. yeah Sorry, he's, go he's, ahead. It's been, it's been like 15 years. He the, the first movie, like Casino Royale came out, I think, two months before the first Iron Man movie came out. So he's been around since okay. the MCU. Mm. started okay so that's how long it's been around mm. and uh i don't think compared to the other bonds he, he's mm. the most least woman womanizing bond there is he's he's just yeah, been like, true. i mean there was vespa but like he doesn't flirt he doesn't really like mm-hmm. you know like though yeah yeah i i he's the most clean cut bond so far mm-hmm. and in terms of missions when I look at the other movies, there's never been a, a complete mission. There's always been the start of a mission, uh, coming start, uh, coming out of a mission. But mm. a movie has not been a mission of him getting involved in, whereas the other Bonds was like, he's gone to you know stop a Russian mm. sabotage plane or whatever, satellite dish, whatever it is. That's, that's his goal. Or find Scaramanga and his golden mm. gun. Like there, there's, something, there's something for him to go and do. This one is okay. always... It's like the start of something or the the end of something, and there's never like a complete mission from beginning to end. And the, and even in this one, uh, he's coming out of retirement uh, mm-hmm. to do one last um, thing. Thing, you know. Yeah. So, you know, so it, it's it's it, this is a very different like in terms of storytelling. This is not one of the more. Uh, uh, yeah, it's 
it's more of a background story, like learning about his, like his past, learning about the character. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of bond, like if you were to look at like Sean Connery and the Roger Moore movies and but M, you're getting you're getting more backstory of each individual character. Like these are the bond moments between the bond movies that, that existed beforehand. Like mm-hmm. work, right? His history, his relationship with Money Penny. Like the, these are the the glue points, like the, like the little cliff notes to the other movies. Mm-hmm. You know? Okay. So yeah, I never I never got that full adventure. And though you get an adventure here, the closest thing he had to a brother was um, the Jeffrey Wright character. Okay, uh, that was his, like his brother in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like you know, even though Blowfield was his adopted brother. Uh, okay. Also, did you understand the plot? Like, like because there's there's so much intensity. Like, I didn't know what the plot was like of this movie. Like I like they tell you about the Hercules project. You don't know what that is until like two thirds into the mm-hmm. film. Um, so I was, I was sort of baffled, like what, what are, what is the point of, what is he going after? You know, it's not yeah, until he gets to Cuba and, and, um, the Jeffrey Wright's character, I forgot his name, sorry, I forgot his name. Um, he tells okay. him, oh, uh, MI6 and, um, the CIA, we're not communicating, we're on the same team. And he kind of lets him in on what's going on, you know, and mm. that's when we're glad, that's when we're up to speed with all of this. And it's still kind of disjointing, but it's kind of like, uh, yeah, it's it's just dis- disjointing, and it's kind of weird how they they set it up. There's, t- yeah, I think there's a lot of exposition, but it's mm-hmm. it's it's not clear until we get to the last uh, the last third of this film. Do you think um, it's two hours and forty three minutes? Like, where? How do you? How are you taking that in? Like, how are you processing this whole film? I'm not. There's like a whole whole bunch of things um that they're just um uh talking about yeah that i still don't get yeah because because i was wondering like i'm watching this and i'm like i'm not learning i no, that's not true i i i i hear what they're saying but i just don't know what i'm watching you know you know you know, you know what i'm saying like with this movie like i'm yeah. trying to follow it and i'm like i don't know where this is going like like you see how these you see how Madeline and him break up, yep. And then, and then even in the scene where he sees uh, Blowfield, like and Madeline for, again for the first time, and you realize like what this Hercules um, device is, you know, mm-hmm. you know. Though the cool scene, like I'll tell you what, one of the cool scenes is the magnets when he drops the scientist down the building, and mm-hmm. the magnets stop him, you know. In mid-flight, yeah, that, that was pretty cool. That's a pretty awesome scene because there's no friction, there's no danger. That was something I didn't mm-hmm. pick up on. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I know um, the bullet trains in, in Japan use magnets to create that, so there's no friction. Yeah. I think that's why they could travel 180 kilometers an hour and stop on a dime, and they're not mm-hmm. no one's hurt because of the magnets. There's no friction, right. there's no resistance, and you're seeing that in this movie. That's like really, really cool um, uh, mm-hmm. representation of that science. Um, right. Overall. What is what is your takeaway of this movie? Like, what is it that you take? Even though it's a lot to take in, but like, what's your what's your biggest takeaway of this film besides the ending and the closure of the character? Um, that that the man has a heart because mm-hmm. he put put the daughter above himself, right? right? And Bond would have usually just don't care. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not selfish in that way. Right. Yeah, yeah, I give it a 
maybe eight, eight and a half, maybe. Yeah, so. I don't know. It's hard to say, you know, mm-hmm. because because um uh, this bond, yeah, he's yeah he's a yeah, he's got a good heart. And we'll end on that note. I'm Ray, and I'm Evie. We'll talk to you next week. Take care. Take care. The world is arming faster than we can respond. Where's 007? I need a favor, brother. You're the only one I trust for this. The world's moved on, Commander Bond. You were double O. Two years. So stay in your lane. You get in my way. I will put a bullet in your knee. I thought you two would get along. Name? Bond. James Bond. So you're not dead. Hello, Q. I've missed you. It's the most valuable asset this country has. If you feel yourself losing control, I'm not going to lose 